James joined us on the Down to Business podcast today. And look, if it's one thing I don't play about, I know y'all don't play about, it's definitely sleep. But he was able to tell us how he started his company, Swanick Sleep, based around the discovery that people are really not getting the best night's sleep that they could, how there's artificial light and so many different areas and surfaces within the atmosphere that can disrupt that. And even answered a very infamous question of mine as to how brushing your teeth at night is actually destroying your sleep. It may not be the answer you're expecting, so definitely tune into the episode. And honestly, by the end of the episode, if you're not convinced, I'm gonna convince you right now, but hopefully he does too. Grab you a pair of Swannies, make that transition to the blue light blocking glasses and improve your health overall. So without further ado, enjoy episode 149, Health, Wealth, Happiness. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Down to Business podcast here with Tamar Turner. Look, moving, grooving, making it happen. Very excited for the upcoming event. I really appreciate everybody who has been showing the podcast love, who has been giving the announcement, nothing but love and everything like that. It was something that we were really working diligently towards, something that even a lot of the followers helped out a lot of the love and everything like that really helped us get to and amass and everything. So as we as we get near and dear, not only to my birthday, but also to the event, I'm, I'm just, I'm elated. I'm very happy. But nonetheless, we have to handle business first. I have a very lovely gentleman sitting across from me today. And James, I'm very excited for him to get into everything that we're about to talk about today. One, because I probably need some tips, some tricks, some things going on. I was checking out the website. I was going through the content and everything. And some of that stuff was really helpful to me. But I know even today, he's going to drop some more gems. We're going to make some things happen. And everything. So big shout out to his team for making this connection. Big shout out to him for taking the time with me today. So James, how you doing today? How's everything on your I'm end? doing great. Thank you, Tamar. How you doing? I'm pretty good. Never can complain. Never can complain. So when it comes to the podcast itself, I know we're going to have some people tapping in from your side. I know we're going to have some people on my side. And I also know that we're going to have some newcomers along the way who probably know nothing about either one of us. So to bring everybody up to speed, to get everybody on the same page, can you just do two things for me? Can you one, just tell us a little bit about yourself? And then two, can you just tell us what brings you on the Down to Business podcast today? Well, I'm Australian-American, grew up in Brisbane, Australia, and I help people to have a better relationship with alcohol. I haven't drunk alcohol since 2010. People mistakenly believe that you've got to be an alcoholic or waking up in a ditch to have alcohol compromise your life. But uh, I'm here to propose that even seemingly innocent amounts of alcohol can compromise your health, wealth, love, and happiness. I also have a sleep company and I really support entrepreneurs, executives, business owners to sleep better so they can um, perform at a much uh, higher level. So immediately off the bat, one, I love to hear that pretty much 13 years without alcohol. And that's amazing because I also do kind of agree with what you said, that sometimes people really wait until that detrimental happen or until sometimes until it's very too late or just they don't do anything at all about it. And alcohol can truly have impacts, influences, everything in life, especially over time, not even all, always immediate. We, we, we think about our diets and we think about how some of the things that we ate when we were younger or consumed when we were younger, if you keep doing that or if you continuously don't change or if you continue putting that processed food in you and everything, how when you get older, how we are so more susceptible to just diseases, illnesses, things that we can't even see internally, but at the moment it feels good, tastes good, whatever have you. So I guess the very first thing that I really want to get into but let's take it back to 2010 a little bit. What if it was even really just one thing? Was this just a, a decision that you made to wake up one day to really do this? And you obviously stuck with it. So from 2010 to 2023, I guess I also want to kind of know what has allowed you to not only one, make that decision, 
stand on that decision, but stay so disciplined and not really revert back from what you did. I was a socially acceptable drinker in that I would have a couple of drinks most nights of the week. I wasn't waking up in a ditch. I wasn't getting a DUI. I wasn't an alcoholic. But, you know, by the time I got to age 35, I'd had 20 solid years of one or two drinks a night behind me. And when I got to 35, I was in Austin, Texas at the annual South by Southwest Festival. I had two Bombay Sapphire gin and tonics at an open bar, went back to my hotel, went to sleep woke up the next morning and I could taste the gin in my mouth. I was probably 30 pounds overweight. Um, I felt like a six out of 10 in my clarity, focus, energy, sleep, performance. And I went next door to the hotel to an IHOP, an international house of pancakes. And I was sitting there going, what am I doing in an IHOP? And uh, that was when I really committed to taking a 30-day break from alcohol just to see what would happen. And I did. And in 30 days, I lost 13 pounds of body fat. I slept better, looked better. I auditioned for and got a job as a sports center anchor on ESPN, probably the most iconic sports news TV show, um, certainly in America. I attracted a great romantic partner into my life. My conversations with friends and acquaintances had more depth to it and were less trivial and surface level. And I just felt so damn good. And I had feedback to say that, you know, things were going well. I had all these achievements that I just said, well, maybe I'll go to 60 days. Maybe I'll go to 90 days. Then I got to a year and I was back in Austin, back at the same annual event at the South by Southwest Festival. And I ordered a Bud Light from a a bar called the Luster Luster Pearl on Rainy Street in Austin. And at the last moment, just before I took my first sip, I thought, you know what, in one year, I've lost that 30 pounds that I didn't want. I'm on TV, hosting the show, doing my dream job. I'm loving it. I'm confident about it. I'm not worried about what people think about it. Uh, I've got great relationships. I'm going to keep on going. And that's what I did. And it's been 13 and a half years. It certainly helped along the way that I now have created an organization that helps mostly entrepreneurs and executives over the age of 35 to stop drinking. And that's kept me on track. But you know, I've got more health, wealth, love, and happiness in my life, and I've had a life with alcohol and a life without, and in my experience, without is way better. And it's really kind of cool hearing that perspective because like you kind of just ended with, you have it, you've had it with where you were socially acceptable and you've had it without, and by far, the pros far outweigh the pros that you had with and without. So to really just see both, almost both sides of your life, almost really a transition, almost even a revelation. I love to hear that. I love. I, I even know that there are people out there listening who are probably along the same tracks or probably tried to do something very similar, but maybe didn't stick with it or maybe didn't, or maybe went to a festival or went somewhere and kind of just fell back into that trap. So I guess now what I'm kind of focused on and what I more so want to know, because you've touched on it now twice, where did really sleep come into this? Where did you really kind of want to tie the two together? So I know you were kind of saying, even with well, when you cut it out, when you stopped, you noticed you were sleeping better, you were just feeling better energy, you weren't that six out of 10 anymore. So at what point did you really realize that you wanted to tie everything together and really brand it and then really put that onto others as well? Well, look, I was living in Hollywood, California around 2015. And people kept asking me, how are you going to all these Hollywood parties and not drinking? Because I was going to the Playboy Mansion, the Golden Globes and Oscars after parties, the MTV Movie Awards, the Grammys. I was going to all these Hollywood parties with open bars and hedonistic behavior. And I was drinking soda water and I was still dancing on tables and still having a wonderful time. And that was when the idea hit me. Maybe I could start a a business 
um, helping people to stop drinking. And so I did. I created this 30-day no-alcohol challenge. It still goes today at 30daynoalcoholchallenge.com. And I started enrolling people. And then because I was health conscious, because I wasn't drinking, I started to learn a whole host of other modalities. I did a silent meditation for 10 days. I learned about conscious communication. And then I learned about sleep. And um, more um, specifically, I was in Palm Springs about two hours outside of LA. And I went out to a hotel restaurant with some friends of mine. And one of my friends was wearing a pair of really ugly Uvex orange safety goggles to dinner. And I said to him, what are you doing? You look ridiculous. Get those things off. And he said, no, man, I'm trying to block the blue light. And I said, block the blue light? What are you talking about? And he went on to explain that artificial light at night from your screens, from your TV screen, your cell phone, bathroom light, kitchen light, microwave light, reading light, McDonald's golden arches lights as you're driving along the highway, traffic light, street light, all of that light stimulates your pituitary and pineal gland, which suppresses your melatonin release, which ultimately shows up as having not a great night's sleep. And so the only problem was is that my friend looked like a meth chemist wearing these ridiculous orange goggles blocking that blue light. And so I decided to create a stylish pair of blue blockers, and uh, I started a sleep company not long after I started the Stop Drinking Alcohol Company called Swanick Sleep. My last name is Swanick. This is a pair of, I'm just holding up to the screen now. If you're listening, you may not be able to see this, but I'm wearing a pair of orange lens, blue light blocking Swanee's glasses from my sleep company, company Swanick Sleep. And the University of Washington did a 2019 study where they put them to the test and they found that the participants who wore these glasses in the last hour um, before they you know, retired for the night um, reported sleeping 11% better and then their productivity was up to 12% um, higher and better the following day because of the great night's sleep. So that's kind of how it all came to be. I think stopping drinking opened up a cascade of really healthy modalities. And then I just created businesses, which were really just an extension of my healthy lifestyle. I'm not going to lie. I don't know what your friend's glasses looked like at the time, but just from the way you described them, I could kind of get the visual in my head. But those, the ones that you put on, they looked a lot better for those tapping in and everything like that. I do love that orange tint. Orange is my second favorite color. So now specifically about the glasses. Now, when it comes to what you actually see and what's actually being projected on the other side, do does your phone look different? Do, does driving past a McDonald's or a streetlight or a traffic light, will it come across any differently from you? Or is it more so just how your body is responding to it that it's helped you? Because like you said, in putting it on in your last hour, it did numbers for you. Working up the lights and things weren't hitting you the same. So are what you looking at when you physically have them on? Do you see like that orange tint? Does it look a little bit different? Because I know sometimes growing up, I used to joke around. I used to put my grandma's glasses on or somebody else's glasses on. And sometimes I couldn't see anything. Or other times you put glasses on and you really can't see anything outside of that color so much so that when you take it off, things around you start to look different. So what is that experience like for you and for others who have been able to kind of use this? I'll show you right now, Tamar. Here we go. You ready? There you go. The glasses. I'm putting the orange lens up on the uh, the camera of the screen that we're doing. So yeah, it, does, it goes orange. But look, if you can see any blue in this... Uh, in this video that you're singing on me now, there's a little bit of blue behind me maybe. Look, if I put the orange lens in, the blue don't get through. It disappears, right? So the whole point of this is that, yeah, it does change the view through the lens um, and it blocks the blue light, which is destroying people's sleep. Now, people might be able to fall asleep just fine, but the quality of their sleep is compromised. I'm wearing an aura ring. I like to track my sleep with an aura ring. And in that 2000, um, uh, 2000, 
2019 study that I just referenced from the University of Washington, they tracked people's sleep, okay? And people then anecdotally were tracking with an aura ring. Now, when they wore the orange lens, yes, it does change the color of what you see, but you only have to do this in the last hour or so before you go to sleep. And it doesn't compromise your viewing experience, in my experience. Like, yeah, I watched stuff on my phone, I'm scrolling around, and yeah, it does it does look orange. And I'm absolutely 100% willing to do it because I want to sleep the way that nature intended me to sleep. Now, if you don't want to sleep the way nature intended you to sleep, then don't wear the glasses and have a compromised sleep and wake up a little bit tired and irritable and lethargic and crave sugary foods and eat more food to give yourself a energy boost in the day and put on some unwanted body fat and have 30% more visible wrinkles around your eyes, as a UK study showed about people who are poorly slept. You don't have to do this, right? But the science is clear. If you expose yourself to artificial light at night, which everybody does in the modern world because we've got the reading light, the bathroom light, the kitchen light, the alarm clock light, the air conditioning light, the television screen light, all that light is messing with your sleep and messing with your performance. And if you strive to be a peak performer in health, wealth, love, and happiness, you're going to put up with a bit of orange view through a pair of orange lens. And it's it ain't it's not even bad. It's like it's kind of cool, you know. And for y'all, for y'all kind of tapping in on the Instagram live and for y'all kind of listening and looking. Well, one, the people were looking, y'all saw how cool that looked. That was kind of fire. But for those who are just listening, it looks really good. It looks really cool. It's not really even too distorting. It, it looks amazing. And yeah, like he said, it's it definitely takes that blue up because even the blue that I'm seeing in the background, you can't really catch that. So I also know that compromised sleep is not just from one thing specifically, but one thing that I really want to get into, I would say a question that I have been dying to ask you because it was a question when it was sent to me. How does brushing your teeth before bed destroy your sleep? I get because I, I'm thinking about dentists. I'm thinking about all the doctors and people who tell you that you need to be brushing after meals. You need to be brushing before bed. Even my own friends are posting this that you guys better be getting your nightly brushes and it's showing in your appointments. So now as somebody who has tested, had gone through tests, has done his research, has read through things. What have you found in relation or in correlation to brushing teeth and sleeping? Because I really need people to, to know this. I need to know this myself. So I'm very interested. Tamar, what time do you brush your teeth at night before you go to sleep? Oh, I would say I'm a, I'm like a midnight sleeper. So I'm, I'm, I'm probably hitting the gums about okay, 10, got 30, it. 11. And when you do that, do you have the bathroom light on? Absolutely. Ooh. Then you're destroying your sleep. Ooh. Okay. So are you saying brush my teeth in the dark or with those brush glasses your teeth on? Is that either okay? in the dark, which you're not going to do, right? Or wear a pair of quality blue light blocking glasses like the ones from Swanick Sleep, right? Scientifically tested by the University of Washington. Here's the thing, right? The, it's a little bit of a cheeky thing when I say, you know, the way you're brushing your teeth is destroying your sleep. It's absolutely true because 99.9% .9 of the people on the planet brush their teeth with the bathroom light on without wearing a pair of blue light blocking glasses, right? Think about it. Everybody does this thing. Everyone goes to the bathroom, uses the bathroom, brushes their teeth, and they all do it with the bathroom light on. And that light is stimulating the pituitary and pineal glands, tricking your body into believing that it's still daytime. Therefore, the body does not release as much melatonin as the body ordinarily would release at that time of night because it thinks it's daytime. Therefore, you don't sleep as deeply as nature intended. Therefore, you wake up tired. So it's not so much, it, it's, it's actually nothing to do with how you 
brush your teeth in terms of like the movement left and right and up and down and the gums. It's more to do with your nightly habit of exposing yourself to the light in the bathroom while you're brushing your teeth. I'm not going to lie. Well, I love the way that it's worded and promoted because when I definitely read that, I'm, I start, I go to my bathroom, I start reading the back of my toothpaste label. I'm like, <laughs> what am I doing wrong? What's going on? Do I need to switch the brush? What am I doing? But okay. When you put it like that, when you have map it out and hash it out like that, you're absolutely correct. Okay. So I get that. So now we're moving along the journey. So something that I really noticed from the website were not only the testimonials, but of who the testimonials were from. There are a lot of people using these glasses in some capacity, a lot of familiar faces, a lot of familiar names, a lot of familiar industries. When this really got started for you, when you were really getting things off the ground, once the products were here, so on and so forth, what was really between the studies that you conducted, between all the research, all the behind the scenes work that went in, what was the main way that this product was promoted? How did people really come to know about these glasses, use these glasses? Was this social media? Was this word of mouth? Were people doing trial and error? Are you in other, like these sunglass huts or these Warby Parkers or different places and spaces like that? What was that really like building that foundation, but getting things off the ground for others to be able to use? Well, in the first eight weeks, it was just really trying to put it out on social media and my social media wasn't big at the time it was quite modest and so it was friends family facebook posts things like that then i managed to get interviewed on a podcast um, which at the time was called bulletproof radio hosted by dave asprey who's a big biohacker and the interview with him which went live led to sale daily sales going up to like 50 sales a day we went from about you know about 10 sales a day to 50 a day as a result of being on that podcast and then we then took a gamble and we invested about $20,000 to go and exhibit at the Bulletproof Conference in Pasadena in 2015. And in two days, we just sold out. We were like a smash hit. There was probably like a third to 40% of the of all of the people going through that conference ultimately bought a pair of our glasses and were wearing them throughout their, um, their time with, uh, at the conference. And that really started to take off. So we kind of focused in on that biohacking crowd initially. They were very verbal and vocal and they would share it with all of their friends and then some of their friends would get on board. And then slowly but surely, um, you know, we got invited on some other shows. I got a bit of press. Uh, and then after about a year, we did paid advertising where we started spending money to advertise. And then um, the New York Yankees, the New York Knicks, the New Orleans Saints all started buying the glasses for their athletes, for their players, because they all started putting a big focus on sleep quality because they, they saw the correlation between sleeping well and on-field performance. Um, and then Manchester United, the English soccer team, ordered some pairs. Tottenham Hotspur just ordered some pairs as well. Um, a lot of uh, NBA teams, LA Lakers, Paul George from the LA Lakers, um, started wearing these glasses and that gave it a lot of authority, uh, gave them a lot of authority as well. We were on Amazon, of course. Um, and then, um, and then there's a big company called sleep number, which has, you know, 500 and something retail stores across the U S then they started buying it from us and selling it in their stores. So, you know, I, I wouldn't say that uh, like it was a huge launch right out of the gate, but you know, we had some good wins along the way, which kind of built momentum, built momentum, and then, you know, get, got some authority. And once you start getting on some pretty authoritative podcasts and you have pro athletes using the glasses and endorsing them, um, you know, and actually I had Arnold Schwarzenegger wear a pair of the glasses as well. I, I, I raised money for his charity and got invited to his home and uh, brought a pair of the glasses with him and he wore them and he let me take a photo uh 
of him wearing the glasses and sharing that on social media that also helped i love i love that for two reasons one just to hear the story of everything just to hear that like you said this wasn't really a one hit wonder we didn't just wake up and had it all figured out it was all done everybody was doing everything like you said it was just momentum after momentum, after momentum, after momentum. And I think that with business ownership and the entrepreneurial sector, everything like that is so important to have that, to have the journey, to have the trials, to have the tribulations, to have things that are going right, to have things that are not going so right, to go from 10 to 50 sales, because it really lets you know where your passion lies, where your love lies, what you're really doing this for. But even that much better when the product speaks for itself. Because sometimes what I've noticed with a lot of people is it takes a Paul George, it takes an Arnold Schwarzenegger, it takes a sleep number. To, to, to back something or to say something is right. No matter how, you can say it a hundred times over, you can prove it a hundred times over you yourself, but it's not until it's endorsed by maybe a familiar face, a familiar company, somebody who we look up to that's really big. And it's just like, wow, okay, well, if he's doing it, it, it has to be right. He's not going to put his time or his energy and his effort into anything. But imagine if he hadn't done it. Just because Paul George, just because Arnold didn't wear it, it doesn't make these glasses any less valid, any less effective, any less promotional, but because the social media may have been modest, like you said, because things just weren't really where they needed to be at the time, it, it could also have affected how it was promoted to others. So I love that now. All right. So I'm thinking about, obviously, you, you we've talked a lot about the people who have supported, who have bought into this, who know this, who love this, who even get educated on this, because I'm sure with a lot of what you do, it's teaching just the same. It's letting people know you've taught me a lot. And this is really the first conversation that we've had. But just from going through the website, from the content, the social media, everything of the sort, I'm just reading things. Like I said, you had me in my bathroom just trying to figure out, do I need to, do I stop brushing my teeth? Like, do I need to call my dentist? Like, what's going on? What's happening? But I want to also talk about the opposite side, the devil's advocate, the people who still have drawbacks about this, who may not necessarily Oh, I'm sleeping fine. Like I, I think I get enough sleep. I'm, I'm okay with the alcohol in my life and everything like that. So the message out there, well, one, what is the message out there to people who may not really understand why cutting out of your, why cutting alcohol out of your life may be very effective and resourceful for you and really do numbers in your life? Why is sleeping so important for me and, and my business? And I'm, I'm sleeping fine every night, but I also know that I have to wake up and grind and do things. So why is me putting on a pair of glasses so essential, so effective? What is that really going to do for me in my life? What do you say to those people who may not necessarily understand everything that you guys are promoting and putting out there? I'll answer that uh, two or three different ways, okay? Health, wealth, and uh, happiness, okay? Health, wealth, and happiness. So for health, there was a 2022 study that came out from the UK that looked at 35,000 Brits who were middle-aged or older. And what they found is that one seemingly innocent drink per night was enough to cause brain degeneration. It destroyed gray and white uh, matter in the brain. Now, that's just seven standard drinks a week. So again, I would just implore your listeners, if you're thinking this is not for you because you don't drink that much, then I would invite you to think again because just one drink a night, seven standard drinks a week is enough to destroy gray, uh, um, gray and white matter in the brain, okay? Um, in terms of sleep, uh, if you are not well slept, you are tired and irritable, which shows up in your uh, decisions that you make in your business. Maybe you don't hire the right person. Maybe you don't fire the right person. Maybe you only make six cold calls a day instead of 10. Um Maybe you uh, only work a couple of hours a day when you could have worked four. Maybe the decisions you make are poor as opposed to the decisions you make are smart. 
that can equate to hundreds of thousands of dollars in lost revenue. If you're operating at a six out of 10 and your business makes 250 grand a year, what happens if you stop drinking, sleep well, and now you're operating at an eight or a nine out of 10? Maybe that generates you an additional $100,000 in revenue because you thought of a new marketing plan, because you had that strategic direction to really scale the business. It's very, very challenging for you to make smart business choices when you are poorly slept and trying to recover from the effects of even seemingly innocent drinking. So if you want to drink and you want to hang on to the drinking, just know that the price you will pay will probably be hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars. Very simple. Also know that the price you will pay is that you'll probably have unwanted body fat. You'll probably lose some confidence. You'll probably feel tired. It will compromise your quality of life. And then in terms of relationships, just know if you choose to drink, which you can, who am I to tell you to stop? You know, you do you, do whatever lights you up. But if you choose to drink, you will probably be more irritable than if you didn't drink. And that will probably put more strain on a romantic relationship. Maybe you're not as present with your kids. Maybe you're not as present with your wife or your husband or your boss or your colleague. And it's just this, you know, this vicious cycle. Now, people might say, oh, you're such a killjoy. Life's there to be enjoyed. Of course, it's there to be enjoyed. But I tell you, I've had a life with alcohol and a life without, and life is far more enjoyable without. Nobody would ever accuse me of being dull. I go to parties and I dance and I jump on tables and I engage and I listen to people and I have fun and I smile and I do it all while drinking soda, water, ice and a piece of lime. So again, I don't want to be a broken record here, but you know, most people that did a study that came out of the University of Sydney, in fact, there was a professor there by the name of Nicola Newton. She's from the Matilda Center for Research in Mental Health and Substance uh, Abuse at University of Sydney. And she said most people on average wait 10 years to get help with their drinking habits. You want to take another 10 years? That's fine. You do you. But if you stop drinking now, I promise you, life is going to be so much more enjoyable over the next 10 years than if you don't stop. I, I don't, I mean, the proof is there. That, that makes all, all the sense to me. But I also do understand how people, why people will react like that. The fact that you were even saying too, back to your ESPN days and, and back at being such at prestigious events and after parties and everything, people were walking up to you and asking you, why are you not drinking? And that's not really, you know, why is that a, why is that a question? Like, why? Because you could pose the same question to them, but why are you drinking? You know, so it's just so interesting and to hear that. And it's so interesting to hear, but both sides. Not that you just came into this never really touching anything, never really experimenting, because that's a card that people play too. They'll try to say, well, he hasn't drank enough, or he hasn't done this, or he hasn't done that. But you're telling me that you, you lived a life with the alcohol you you had the experiences but you know we weren't waking up in ditches we weren't doing anything to to kill help, hurt ourselves or anything like that but you had that lifestyle you had fun you enjoyed it but now seeing everything on the other side of it I, I love that and the fact that you can reflect on that but the fact that the proof is there the proof everything that you kind of just gave me everything that you backed up and everything that you kind of just built up this case with you can't do that with alcohol and if you can then I, I need somebody to come on this podcast and we need to we need to sit down and, and we can all talk we can have a three-way conversation at that point but no I, I really love to hear not only the transformation and the discipline but I love to hear how everything is logical it just makes sense so all right thinking about swanic sleep thinking about everything that you guys have already done 
what what's next? Because I also I'm, I'm very curious for the people who are just tapping in for the first time, who are just going to be coming across this website, who heard Arnold Schwarzenegger, or who saw the the orange tint on the glass or who heard Paul George and now they're lit up. Now you got their attention. Now you're everything like that. So for what you guys already have out there for what's going on and even for what you can disclose, what can the people tapping in for the first time finding out about you? What can they really expect from this business? brand from the direction you guys are moving and from what you guys are thinking can they expect new products new partnerships are you guys tapping into another entity what is we're releasing like uh melatonin or we already have released melatonin actually but they're just it's just very small natural amounts it's not prescription drugs because taking prescription drugs to help you with your sleep is a disaster people get hooked on it they have nasty side effects so we release a little bit of melatonin from our website swanicsleep.com we also have the world's well, at least it was voted the world's best sleeping mask in 2017. It's an oversized silk sleep mask. And silk actually retains the moisture uh, in your skin. So when, you know, a lot of people are, are sleeping on cotton pillow slips and it dries out the skin. And so there's more visible signs of crow's feet and weathered, you know, you, you kind of look a little more weathered when you've got your face and your head on a cotton fabric throughout the night as opposed to silk. So we designed this silk sleep mask, which retains the moisture and um, prevents that those noticeable signs of, of aging, like wrinkles and, and flaky skin, etc. Um, and then the, the goal really is for us to keep getting um, the glasses into the hands of as many pro athletes as possible. We're not really having to do much outreach because they're increasingly finding us. We have a lot of incoming requests, which is terrific. And then at some point, we haven't done it yet, we'd like to get a celebrity endorsement, like actually partner up with a celebrity who could bring the, the um attention to the to the product to the to the masses so to speak so um you know we've also got prescription glasses if people need prescription you can either get a pair of fit overs which go over the top of your existing prescription glasses or you can order a pair and we'll make a pair of prescription for you and there's also um, upcoming range of kids glasses as well um, because kids are most susceptible to the blue light. In fact, most parents are giving their kids, you know, an iPad to watch TV or, or whatever, but they're not giving them a pair of protective eyewear. And they really should because they've done studies that show that kids who wear quality blue blockers um, actually get better grades at school than those who don't wear blue blockers. Because think about how long we're, sp we're staring into our screen all day. It's, I mean, it's kind of frightening. I'm looking at my phone and already today I've been on four hours and 23 minutes. Now, admittedly, I work a lot and I do a lot of my work from my phone, but that's a heck of a lot of time. That's why I'm wearing a pair of the daytime Swannies blue blockers with the clear lens. And then later on tonight, an hour before I go to sleep, I'll put on the uh, the orange lens, which which blocks out um, the blue light responsible for messing with your sleep. So, yeah, that's a little bit about what we've got coming up. I will say that one of the things that impressed me most about your website was how extensive the kids section is. And now that I hear it explained and now that I see everything, why it makes sense, because I even think about my little brother, his friends, everything like that. When growing up, just how many how many times they spent on our phones and then they got their own phones and then the tablets and then the games and just always just locked in or looking at some type of screen. And sometimes the lights are off. Sometimes the lights are on. Sometimes 
it's just ridiculous. It's just right here, though. And so you always see it. So, no, I really was impressed by that. Even some of the, I'm not going to lie, some of the kids stuff I wanted. I was just like, wow, that's kind of cool. Like, that looks good. I really think that that's nice. But even still, I think while it, it, it appeals even more, it's because in a sense, it's a fashion statement. Kids will see that. Kids will see the nighttime ones, the clear ones. Kids like it. Kids see orange. Kids see colors. They don't know what they're wearing. They don't know what they're doing necessarily. We want to wear everything. We wanted to. I, I think about some of the times and some of the things I asked my parents to wear from glasses to hats to sandals to everything. It didn't make sense. But even then, they may not know necessarily what's going on, but just watch it. Watch the studies. Watch what things happen. So I guess I have kind of a question for you. So has there ever really been a day where maybe you forgot or maybe you didn't wear the glasses in the order or threw off your routine or anything like that? And there were noticeable differences just in your pattern and how you were moving throughout the day? Maybe. In yeah, I'm not well slept. And so like I can that. track it with my aura ring. If I don't wear glasses, my Swanee's blue light blockers at nighttime, I can track my sleep and see I don't spend as much time in that deep REM restorative sleep. I may get the same duration of sleep, but the quality is severely compromised. And then that shows up feeling tired and irritable and you know dragging my my feet a little bit but when i am well rested when i am well slept because i've worn the glasses i wake up feeling the way nature intended me to it's not like i'm jumping out of bed singing a song going wow life is amazing i'm jumping out of bed feeling the way that nature always intended me to jump out of bed right but like people People's sleep is so compromised now that we just accept waking up feeling tired and dragging our ass out of bed and feeling lethargic and trying to get sugary food to give us a pick-me-up and needing the coffee to, to function throughout the day. I mean, it's crazy. If we just sleep well, stop drinking alcohol, eat well, exercise, get morning sunlight, block artificial light at night, man, we can just we can just move closer and operate closer to that 9 out of 10 feeling rather than the 6 out of 10 I've described. And sometimes it's really just that simple. So I also wanted to get into that ring. So the R ring. So can you, for, for the people out there, one who are seeing and one who are hearing it and maybe can't see it, explain to me what that does. So it, it basically traps tracks how long you're in REM versus not in REM, how like heart rate. Yeah, well, I'm wearing the really aura ring and I'll just pull it up on my phone here. So if we look at my sleep from, let's have a look here. So we got a sleep here from recently. Let's pull it up. And we've got uh, seven hours, 52 total sleep. Um, it's tracking my uh, REM sleep, my deep sleep, my latency, the timing of my sleep, the total sleep. And I can show you here. Um, yeah, I can just show you. It gives you little graphs of like what time you went to sleep, when you moved during the night, um, your heart rate variability, you know, how many beats per minute your heart goes as you sleep. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then it tracks your deep sleep. How long did I spend on deep sleep? And it sort of outlines what deep sleep is. It outlines what REM sleep is and so forth and so forth. And then it gives you like a, you know, my resting heart rate was 44 beats per minute during the night, which is terrific. Um, sleep efficiency, you know, it gives me a, gives me a sleep score, which is my overall performance. So in this particular night, it's an 86, so like an 86% performance. And then the other thing it tracks is how many steps you get throughout the day. So um, today, so far, I haven't walked that much. I'm going to go and walk after this. I've walked 2,670 steps, but I like to get a daily um, daily steps in of over 10,000 like I did here where I got 12,000. I like that a lot. Very detailed, almost like the um, 
almost kind of a breakdown of like the health app in the iPhone or like even when people who use the watch and you're talking about the rings and stuff like that. But I like how in depth, how intentional that is because it can really show you. And even I wish that there was a, there was a way to maybe track before how people were doing and even putting that ring on now and seeing the contrast and the differences, even probably with the glasses, it'll probably show differences and contrast and comparisons and everything like that. Okay. So look, we talked about a lot today from the melatonin to the mass, to the glasses themselves, the ring, everything for someone who is just coming along and says, wow, James, like, I feel like this was a lot. You threw a lot at me. I, I but I agree with you. I, I definitely do need to stop drinking. I need to work on that. I definitely do need to work on my diet. But as far as like, where do I start from the sleep perspective? For somebody who may be coming across your website for the first time, or somebody who may just even be listening to this interview, but now they want to go to the website and figure out and look through different products or everything like that. Do you, what do you suggest? Is this like a consultation type thing where they kind of come to you, they tell you what's going on? I know they can just kind of go in there and shop and add products, but for somebody who may not be too knowledgeable and wants to kind of dive a little bit deeper to figure out what exactly they need, what do you suggest to them? Where do they go? How do they kind of get started with trying to, um, you know, dive a little bit deeper into what you do. If someone's wanting to have a better relationship with alcohol, I'd suggest you go to alcoholfreelifestyle.com slash guide and uh, I'll send you my 60-page plus alcohol freedom formula guide, which will walk you through how to reduce or stop drinking. You can also do a scorecard or a quiz, if you like, just to see how much your drinking is uh, maybe costing you financially. You can go to alcoholfreelifestyle.com slash scorecard for that. And then over at uh, Swanick Sleep, which is uh, spelled Swanwick, S-W-A-N-W-I-C-K, swanicksleep.com, there's also a quiz there where you can do a little quiz and it'll ask you some questions about your sleep and maybe identify for you um, some of the habits that might be compromising your sleep. And then um, we'll give you like a, a report on some habits that you can replace those bad habits with to improve your sleep. Um, yeah, and then, you know, we've also... My my podcast, Alcohol Free Lifestyle, is also in Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. And that's been around. We're 200 plus episodes in now. So you can always get the latest tips there. And then I'm pretty um, big on Instagram and TikTok at James Swanick, where I do a lot of alcohol tips and, and sleep tips as well. So look, I, I feel like this is honestly a call to action to everybody in some capacity, whether you're not, you may not be on the alcohol side of things, but could you be sleeping better? Your health, wealth, he talked about how this could be impacting your business, how this could be impacting your relationship, how this could be impacting almost every single area and aspect of your life, advertently, inadvertently, whether you realize it and want to admit to it, or you just kind of want to be naive and not really accept it. So James, before we kind of, you ran through it a little bit then, but I also want to always end the episode with where everybody can find you and tap in with you. Before we get into that specifically, do you feel like there's anything that we haven't touched on today that you want to leave for people? Even any last words for people tapping into the episode for business owners, for entrepreneurs, nine to fivers, for anybody who may come across this and in some capacity can relate, whether it be from the alcohol side of things, the sleep side of things, the relationship side of things, health, wealth, wellness, everything. Uh, I would just say I've had a life with and without alcohol and without is way better. You can have the most fun being alcohol free. Um, and just, you know, realize that any amount of alcohol is probably costing you hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars, especially if you run a business. And if you're a full-time employee, maybe you're not getting a raise or a promotion, you know, which might give you an extra 10 or 20 grand a year because you're only performing at a seven or an eight when being alcohol-free, you could perform at a nine. It's not all just about money, of course, you know, confidence, 
self-love, um, relationships, all of those can be heightened and improved when you are well-slept and when you're alcohol-free. So I just encourage you, if you're not going to stop entirely, at the very least, entertain the idea of reducing. I have a 30-day no-alcohol challenge, which you can see at 30daynoalcoholchallenge.com. That's a good first step. Um, but you know, just even having a better relationship with alcohol and improving your sleep can make profound uh, changes in your life. And y'all, I think what he's saying is so important because he's not just telling you to go in, go all out, go go 13 and a half years and just don't look back. You know, he's saying start small. He's saying that if you can't cut it out completely, reduce. You know, not just to say, because some people, you know, it may be hard, especially if like you're chronic or if it's every day or, or, or multiple or multitude of it in a day. It can be a little bit hard to just go cold turkey. But he has guides, he has information for you, has research, he has studies that have been done. All of this for you that's already done for you to kind of go through, walk through. And no, he's not saying that this is going to be the easiest thing. I'm sure for him over that 13 and a half, it was wild. But now for him to have that life with and to have that life without, look at him. He's not looking back. He's still on the tables. He's still making things happen. He's still having fun, everything of the sort. So I encourage everybody, even myself, as somebody who has alcohol in their life, to I can maybe look to reduce. I can maybe look to even after that reducing, see what it does if I can cut it out. Because like he said, he started at 30. And then he went to 30, went to 60. And then 60 turned to 90. 90 went to a year. And before you look at 365 days, wow, I did that. And then just when he thought again to take a sip, nah, why don't I just, I did a year, could knock out another year. Another year turned to 13 and a half. So I, I love everything that you're doing, James. I love to hear even the message that you're putting out there. And I love the fashion statement. The shades look good. Like we said, we don't got these snowboarding looking goggles on. You can't see out of it or anything like that. We have some really nice ones for the daytime, ones for the night, men, women, kids, everything of the sort. So before we close out, before we wrap things up here, can you just give us everything as far as social media, as far as website, even drop the podcast again for us everywhere where we can find you, reach you, find out about Swanick Sleeve. Alcoholfreelifestyle.com. Swanwicksleep.com. Type in Swanwick Sleep and Swannies into Amazon. Uh, and then you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at, at James Swanwick. That's how it's spelled, Swanwick, but it's pronounced Swanwick. And then the uh, the podcast is Alcohol-Free Lifestyle in Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. All right, y'all. So as a fellow podcaster, I'm always encouraging y'all to tap in with business owners and entrepreneurs, but especially another fellow podcaster. So I need to be doing the same. So I will be I will be playing that, too, in my rotation now. So, no, but James, thank you. Thank you, one, for just um, understanding there was some miscommunication on my end and things like that. So thank you really still for making this happen, for coming on here, for giving us an in-depth look, for making me now not be as nervous to go and look at my toothpaste or I don't have to call my dentist anymore. I'm okay. I'm figuring out what I'm doing, but no, I'm definitely encouraging everybody out there. Like I said, in some capacity, think about everything that he's talked about today, everything that he's touched on. And I'm sure something that you can relate to, you can pull from, you can learn from. I've learned on here. And even when I play this back, I'm going to learn. Like I said, even before we hopped on this call, I was learning from the website. There were just certain things and certain statistics and certain stuff that I just did not know. And that I did not even, you know, I didn't immerse myself in that. But now that I know, now that I hear it, now that I hear his studies and everything that was going on, oh, now I'm going to take a little bit deeper of a dive or be more cognizant of the lights and what I'm surrounding myself by, being more cognizant of my nighttime routine, looking at the rings and comparisons and everything. I encourage y'all to do the same. So, no, James, thank you for the time. 
Thank you for the insight. Thank you for everything you did. And to everybody who continuously taps in, like, but yeah, I'm gonna definitely keep brushing my teeth when I said that on the cloud. But um, we're just gonna, you know, we either gonna turn the lights off or we're gonna put some, we're gonna put some some shades on for sure. But no, to everybody who continuously taps in, who continuously listens to us, shows us love. I thank y'all. I love y'all. This has been another episode of the Down to Business Podcast. Here with Tamar Turner.